0: Been quite a day. So friend of mine, you know, it's April Fool's, so you don't know whether or not to believe this. She she's got this thing and it says this morning I wrote an email to a client. I knew what I meant to say, to type, but missed so it says, I knew what I meant to type, but missed of the words. Typed as complete gibberish, some of it happening H-W-T-E, so you can see what I, oh, some of it's happening now, so you can see what I mean. Just O-A-S-S-E-D, a neurological test, now at the lab for a whole boat, boreload of tests, yay me. Nee. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking, crap, she's in big trouble, and then I'm thinking, no, it's April Fool's. Well, she wrote further down, no joke, I wish I could cut and paste the original email, it's incredibly entertaining. I sent it to my doctor instead, and they told me to get my butt here now. So I still huh. don't know if it's really a joke, but I, I hope it is, because otherwise she's having some big...
1: She must be maybe having a aneurysm or something. Yeah. But
0: why would, why would she
1: put that on Facebook? I don't know. Get your ass to the damn hospital. Well,
0: I think she's typing from the hospital. Hold so. on, oh, no,
1: my son's talking to me. What, Ulrich? Nothing. I'm talking
0: to Sue. <laughs> Good
1: night. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> no worries. He's like, he's like, what happened? Why are you sitting in there talking, mom? Yeah, I told him. I'm
1: like, oh, I'm like, we're not gonna read tonight. We're gonna go talk to Sue. Okay. And he's like, maybe Maybe because he doesn't hear that, But you did you to compete.
0: <laughs> I need a thick.
1: Um, better man. Yeah, that's what we're reading, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, I know. You're kind of scratchy, funky. Am I really? That's a little better.
1: All uh, right. I don't know what I did.
0: Well, you still have your underwater sounds, which are just really funny, but we deal with those all the time, so it's not a big deal. Uh, no. I don't, I just don't know what, you're going to have to replay this underwater sound. <laughs>
1: Because I don't
0: hear it. I have starships on my, on the top of this. Your ship, your crew, your destiny. Play free now. The new Star Trek adventure. This is going to be very disturbing.
1: I, I have the Hobbit right now.
0: Yeah,
1: I did have Star Wars.
0: Such fun. So I have to tell you about, are, are you a Star Wars fan? Um, I have to be. Okay. So <laughs> I, I went to a party last Saturday. Two Saturdays uh-huh. ago, and I was leaving. They said, Ooh, on your way out, ask our son to see the new, the Star Wars book he got. And I said, Okay. You know, and I wasn't expecting anything. I was just like, they said, it's really cool. You'll like it. I said, All right. So on my way out, I stopped and I said, you know, I hear you have this book. And he's like, Oh yeah, hang on. So I went into the other room and he climbed up on a chair and he pulled off the top of this bookshelf, this square or rectangular gray box. And on top of it was kind of this brown hexagonal, but like a dome shaped red. The dome was all red thing. And he said, watch. Mm -hmm. And he pushed the button and it goes, and it opens up and the books inside and the book comes up. And then the book comes out to you. And it says book of Sith. And he pulls it out and it's like Joe's, Quidditch book. So it's got writing in the margins. It's got, ah. it's got um, napkins in it that people have drawn maps on. At one point there's like pages ripped out and there's a little handwritten note from Luke saying, when I got this book, when it was given to me, these pages were already ripped out. And also inside this dome is a little crystal so you can ah. make your own lightsaber and what looks like a compass that comes out. And then you put the book back in it and you press the button and it sucks the book back in and the dome closes. it's so cool. And then the other I one love- in the oh. gray box was the Book of the Jedi. And it opens oh as well, God. but it doesn't have the, um it doesn't close on its own. And what happened was this girl that he goes to school with, he's in college, and this girl that he goes to school with said, do you like Star Wars? And he's like, well, yeah. She said, I've never seen it, but my dad's a publisher, and he gave me these books, and I don't know what to do with them. Would you be interested? And they're like $70, 80 books, you know? I was going to say, it sounds like a little bit more than that. She just gave them. So, <gasps> I <laughs> here, just give me a half a second, and I'll, I'll get you the link so you can see them, because they're really cool. Uh, oh, my
1: God. They were cool. I was I, just I, like, oh. <gasps> I mean, I am not that
0: big of a Star Wars fan, but uh, oh, it's awesome. They were so neat because they were, you know, they just because they had all the stuff in the margins and everything, and it just was it was cool. So sh- this is one, possibly two, and then get worried about. Here is the other. So one of them is the first one I gave you is what the pages look like. I think it's this humongous link. Oh my. Oh, my got My phone crazy. Oh, they're so cool. But, they I mean, they were spendy. I and mean, you could only, like, get them on, on eBay and stuff like that. But, yeah. So oh, look at that. The writing and the margins and highlights and stuff like that. And then the second link is. Uh-huh. That's the eBay. So this is the first one. This is the Jedi one. And when you push the black button, it opens. Do-do-do-do. But the really cool one is the last one I gave you.
1: The one that's on eBay.
0: Yeah, it's the one with the dome. Yeah. The Book of Sith: Secrets from the Dark Side.
1: Oh um, my! Um, you know what? I would tell your friend's um, son to, um, you know what? Keep. <laughs> oh yeah. Keep in touch with that girl.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, and her father published them. He's a publisher, and he published them and gave them. And, you know, she doesn't, she's never even seen Star Wars. I'm like, how can you not have seen it? This doesn't uh, make sense to me. So It doesn't make sense to me either. I think I'm going to cry. I know. It's just like, okay. But he was excited about the whole thing because he got free books out of the deal. Okay. You can get the. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just, I just did a little Google search and they have it on Amazon. Ooh. Does Ulrich have a birthday coming up? June, oh, yeah, it comes out. Oh my god, this thing is so freaking cool! I'm telling you, it's really cool. There's a video. There's a video. All right, we don't need to podcast tonight. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only a minute and a half. It's okay. I'll drink some more of my mics. I got one of those. The power on the dark side.
1: It was a hundred bucks. You can get it for fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Their knowledge vanished with them. Until
0: now, <laughs> oh! I had to come home straight home and tell Bob and Danielle all about them because I knew how much they like Star Wars.
1: Oh, I gotta send you this link <laughs> so you can see the thing. This is the perfect gift for
0: a Star Wars freak. Oh, I'm telling you, he was like, I haven't even had a chance to go all the way through it, but the the Jedi one actually has a lock of hair in it and stuff like that. Yeah, because this is the book of Sith. Yeah, the, uh, so this is the red one. The the, the yeah, it's the red one. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a video all the way at the end. What's the What's the What's the other one called? The Book of the
1: Jedi. Oh, let me see if there's another Daniel Wallace. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, the, the Path of the Jedi. Yeah, there's there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done the the, the the. Huh. He's written some different kind of books here. That's the vault edition. <laughs> this guy's a geek. Mm-hmm. The path of the Jedi. It's not the
0: cool thing. Like the edition. Yeah, so he's this guy's saying that his is doesn't open right. Yeah, because the one I got here, I mean, the, you can get, you can get the, the... Oh, yeah. It does have a bit. Of, see, his didn't do that, but then the book comes out.
1: <laughs> it's so cool It's awesome Yeah, because you can get the, the the little At least the book of the Sith uh, The vault edition But I don't see one for the Jedi At least not on Amazon
0: Yeah, Scott said Scott is the name of the boy that has it Not our Scott Said that he tried uh-huh. to find the Jedi one And he couldn't he found this the red one on eBay, the Sith one on eBay, but he couldn't find the. Jedi. I
1: found it on Amazon. Oh, they do have one.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for you spending one hundred and sixty dollars on your kid for his birthday.
1: It's, it's only one hundred twenty-five. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the Jedi one. The Jedi. Then-
0: the Jedi oh. one's one hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, I, oh can I can get it for one hundred twenty. I can get one hundred twenty used. Wow. Well, it's if you have got all the, the grownups to to chip in, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then the, the but the book of the Sith, the Volta that's on that's only,
1: only fifty four dollars. Art likes the bad guys better than he likes the good guys. Mm-hmm. I maybe can get him that, and maybe get the other one for Christmas.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! Now I'm in trouble. We better start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My dear.
1: Yeah, I, I had this um poster, uh, not poster. It's just um something I found on on um on Facebook, and I thought it was funny, so I printed it and to see if anybody get it, and no one really gets it if mm-hmm. they're not a big Star Wars fan. Well, a guy came up to me at work, and he says. He goes. he goes, is this a cut some kind of inside joke? I'm like, you know who Darth Vader is? He goes, yeah. I go, he's Anakin Skywalker. He's like, yeah. And I go, his mom and his wife always kept calling him Annie all the time. And he just wasn't getting it. I go, his name is Anakin. He's like, ugh. I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> Annie, come on, Annie. And that's pretty easy. I mean, it's not... That's okay. I had a girl fight today in class. Oh, jeez. Teacher Sue, she won't believe me that I have a Justin Bieber poster in my room. And I look at the other girl, and she's like, she's not. Uh, She doesn't. Uh, Have you ever been to her house? No. Did you know what she has in her room? No. Well, then... If she tells you she's got Justin Bieber hanging on her wall, she's got Justin Bieber hanging on her wall. Okay. (laughs) Like, give me a break here. (laughs) I'm thinking, a four-year-old in love with him already, this is bad.
1: Yeah, because I think, I'm trying to do the, oh, my poster has, it just has Darth Vader on it, like the silhouette of Darth Vader, you kind of see him. Uh And then it says, you can only be called Annie so many times before you snap. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That's, that's what it. that's what it said. I think it was funny. And that's why I had to print it out because it was just too funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so that's what started that whole conversation with the guy. Annie. What? Annie? Who's Annie? I go, yeah, I go, I have to know these things. I have I have a Star Wars freak that lives with me. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at me and goes, that's your son, right? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> He's wow. the one that told me about the new word vermilion. Vermilion. I I have this um, sweater or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, and it's a it's an or, it's an bright orangeish red reddish sweater. Mm-hmm. It's one of my it's it's my very favorite color. He goes, that looks very vermilion. And I looked at him like, what the hell is vermilion? It's a reddish orange color. Yeah, that's what it is. I didn't know. So, it was my new word for the day. So, every once in a while I have to use it. I'm like, it's for a million It's for a million But he's like, I, yeah, then he looks at me and goes, yeah, I, this is the same guy that told me, who asked me about Annie. <laughs> and he goes, I must watch too many Jay Crew, what, um, uh, looks through too many Jay Crew guys? But and I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're just gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. He's an
0: architect, that's all i got to say. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, let's start this, because apparently tonight, before I get to go to bed, I have to go move the chicken cage into an area that we made for the chickens today. And um, then I have to go catch six chickens to put them in the thing. Oh, my goodness. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going to turn them loose. Hopefully, they will stay within the enclosure that they're in, and that they get to churn up the the area and dig it up and dig in all the compost and stuff for us so that we can plant our corn or whatever is going in there. I don't know what's going in there, but we're going to make the chickens turn it instead of us. I like this idea.
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds good.
0: Yeah. Good, good deal for me. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of anything else. No, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything. Um, oh, I do have, I do have a, um, a very interesting, very Kufwa story for you, though. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This weekend was Easter, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I went down to Atlanta to see my brother and and my new niece. Right. She's she's very cute and she, she looks is... like a tree
0: frog. Yes. Yes, I've so. seen pictures.
1: And I went. Um, so when I before I went down, I asked my sister-in-law, "I'm like, hey, look for look for a race for me. I need right. to get something. You were going to the, do something. You were going to do the mud bowl. So, so I didn't. So I did the the mud race, and it wasn't much of a mud race. I was kind of sad. <laughs> and it didn't get very muddy either. But my dad tells, my brother lets me borrow his, one of his cars. I'm like, okay, that's great. So my dad goes, you know what? You don't know, watch the brakes. The brakes are really touchy. i look at my brother go, are they really touchy or is it dad being dad? You know, dad being dad. I'm like, okay. So I pull out and the the brakes are not touchy. I have to practically put my foot all the way to the floor to get myself to stop. Wow. And I'm looking at. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I'll just take my time and keep going. And I'm like, I'm looking at I'm looking at and the brakes the brake lights on. I'm like, what the hell? So I pull over, I make sure, I'm like, okay, is the emergency brake on? And I'm like, no, it's not on. Okay, it's I'm fine. I'm just like, these are just really not sensitive brakes. So I go do my mud thing and come back and I go back home. Still, I'm practically having my my, my foot all foot way to the floor. I'm like, holy crap. So I go, so I get into the house and I tell my brother I'm like Joel I'm like I have to put my foot to the floor I go Me? I go there's something wrong with your brakes Well I just changed the brakes I go I don't care if you changed change the brakes I go there's something going on I go there's just something massive going on I go and the brake lights on and I told him I pulled over and it wasn't the emergency brake and everything like that He's like okay Half hour later he goes oh, my God, I'm surprised you didn't die. (laughs) I looked at him, I go, what? He goes, I can't believe you didn't die. I go, okay, why? He goes, there was no brake fluid. The thing was completely bone dry. Oops. He's like, oh, Lord, you drive the thing. I go, I just really took my time.
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad (laughs) you didn't die, too. That would have been very sad for us. Yeah, I mean, luckily my my brother tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it. He's like, "Oh my god!" He goes, "You could have died." I'm like, "Yeah." Like, thanks, Joel. Thanks for trying to kill
1: me, dude. I mean, my brother has burned me with a poker stick. So it's not the first time my brother's done bodily harm to me.
0: (laughs) Well, should we start this so we can get you can get to bed and I can. Deal with chickens?
1: I had four turkeys today. Four turkeys? Outside. Yeah, four turkeys. Really big ones. They Wild were turkeys? Wild turkeys. They were in my parking lot.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it was
1: neat. Oh, I was like, look at the chickens! I mean, no, <laughs> he said, look at the turkeys! I think I need another mic's. Wow. I drank. I drank that really fast. What, what this flavor? podcast is brought to you by mike
0: it is what flavor did you drink black cherry lemonade mm, that one's good I'm having the chocolate cherry tonight ooh i have not seen that one it only it's in the uh, the half case or the case and it comes with uh, blackberry cranberry and the chocolate cherry
1: uh, I like the cranberry
0: one. Do mm-hmm,
1: you ever had the margarita, margarita one? It's really good.
0: Yeah. And Mike came over last night and said, have you tried the mango? And I said, yeah, that one's good too. Oh, I haven't tried a mango one. They come in a different, you know, like you can only like get them in the six pack. So mm, it's kind of hard to get six
1: packs around here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty much cases or unless you go
0: to restaurants and then you can get six packs there, but. Wow, you can get six packs at restaurants. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, but you can't, it, it, it's, we can't, you can't buy, um, only at certain stores you can buy, you can get, um, you can buy alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But some restaurants you can get a six pack to go, or um, you have to go to a, a distributor and buy it there.
0: Yeah, we're, we're a dry state, so you have to go to a liquor, well, I guess we're not really a dry state, but. You have to go to a liquor store to get right. hard liquor, but yeah, that's us too. they change, yeah. they change the alcohol content in mics to keep it in the stores in Oregon. So you can get beer and wine and mics in the grocery store, but nothing harder than that.
1: You can't get anything except for certain stores, but they have a wine and beer shop in, in the grocery store. store. Yeah. But it's a separate, it's a complete separate entity. Wow. Yeah. You can't, yeah. People are like, where can I buy a beer? They're like, why can't I go to like a convenience store and get like a bottle of beer? I'm like, nope, you can't do that here.
0: Yeah. You can get, like, you can get mics in the gas stations here.
1: Yeah. You can't do that in, in the gas stations at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gas stations, no. It, you have to go to a beer distributor or a wine and spirit shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well.
1: Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, we'll like to start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is
0: not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Oh, Scott. <laughs> did, we, did we lose Scott? <laughs> okay, what did I miss? Am, Am I surrounded you? by Hufflepuffs? You, yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. apparently <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. <laughs>
1: No, she's the poster child for our podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along.
1: I felt like a rock star.
0: Just really big knickers. Pants or your underpants? not trousers. Oh. Potter Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting ravaged anytime soon. Really, honestly. Saxon snorkaxe. two of my favorite subjects.
1: I love Snape.
0: You are quite possibly clinically insane, in the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end, Potter we Weekly. Where the story never
1: ends.
0: Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potter Fick Weekly. <laughs> I am Sue. I am Trisha. And it's just the two of us tonight. It's the Sue and Trisha Show. Do, 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 do. Sue and Trisha. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. I get yeah.
1: Okay, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tonight we are doing our second installment of A Better Man by uh-huh. Valendar. Very and good. I'm glad you're
1: saying it, not me.
0: Yeah, we're, we're hoping that we're getting it right. And basically what's, the premise is oh. Vernon's changed in the beginning to be a better man thanks to a witch. And we're going to find out how this affects Harry and the entire Wizarding World. Yes. So, we are on the Chamber of Secrets 2, the yeah, breakdown Yep, Chapter 7, we weren't able to get the breakdowns just by books. It just, it wouldn't work out for me, so. Okay. And we've got Harry Potter enjoying his four weeks at the burrow. They're playing Quidditch. He's exploring the burrow and asking either Ron or Mrs. Wheezy all these questions about knickknacks and doodads that he finds. And his favorite thing is the clock. He wants a clock for Hogwarts so that he doesn't have to worry about his family or his, quote, Uncles. Um.
1: Yeah, okay. um, he's, um, yeah, he's also playing a game.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right, I don't know what this ancient muggle, muggle Chinese game go. Yeah, I don't know this I've game never either. heard of it. We well, it kind of confusing me because I'm reading this horrible, horrible book right now. Uh-oh. Flurry, you're not supposed to be up there. Get down.
0: She's not listening to me. Uh-oh, because you're podcasting.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Here we go. didn't Oh, I know why. Because oh. I have the thing that, that changes all the way up to the screen, and she wants to chase it.
0: Mm. I wore my watch today for the first time in, in a very long time, and I was in the classroom, and I had a light reflecting off of it. I had the kids. You know how mm-hmm. you can get the cat to chase the light on mm-hmm. the floor? I had the kids. You got that. the kids to do it? I did. Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, it's on you. They're like, ah! It was great. So, oh my God, poor kid. Oh, they love me. Um, it's taking forever to open. But what I've got so far is Go is an ancient board game which takes simple elements, line and circle, black and white, stone and wood, and combines them into a simple. And that's all I have because this thing won't open. Huh. Open, open. open. Yeah, but it that. looks like so. It's a grid, and you have. Um, black and white pieces. Actually, I'm trying to go... It looks to like the- backgammon. Yeah, it does. I'm trying to go to the American Go Association page, and it's not letting me. Let's try Wikipedia and see if that works. I got the Wikipedia one. Yeah, Wikipedia is opening.
1: It's a board game for two players, the origin and in China. The game is made of for its rich strategy, despite its relative simple rules.
0: So you've got a grid of 19 by 19 lines. Beginners often play smaller, 9 by 9 or 13 by 13. And the object of the game is to use one stone to surround a larger total area of the board than the opponent. Once placed on the board, the stones may not be moved, but they can be removed if the game moved from the board if captured. When the game concludes, the controlled points or the territory are counted along with the captured stones to determine who has most points.
1: Okay, that doesn't make sense, but okay.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, let's we'll go. So, here's the rules. Rule one, the rule of liberty states that every stone remaining on the board must be at least one open point. In An intersection is called a liberty directly next to it, up, down, left, or right, or it must be part of a connected group. So... Or what? I bet you... Okay, so you can, you can place one by themselves so that there's four open spaces around it. And you can place one next to one so that there's two in a line, but there's still three open spaces. And after that, then you have to have them kind of in a line. And rule number two states that the stones on the board must never repeat a previous position of stones. Moves which would do so are forbidden, and thus that move must be placed elsewhere on the board. Okay. I bet you
1: there's
0: an online game of it we can probably play. <laughs> I bet you, I. It, it sounds slightly confusing to me. I can understand why Ron was kicking their butts. Yeah, because
1: it's all strategy.
0: It's all strategy.
1: Well, Albus comes and pays a visit.
0: He does. And I love Albus. He's like, Ron, can you ask your mom if I can come in? Because it wouldn't be polite for me to come into the fireplace without asking her. And Ron's like... Okay.
1: <laughs> Mom! Mom!
0: I know. Before he even gets to the door. Mom! Mom! And so... I'm getting kid. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. George and Fred kind of surround Harry and, and they're talking to, it, you know, talking for each other and they're like, so Grandpa Elvis, what is it you need to talk to us about on this fine summer day?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun speak. Like,
0: I'm sorry, but what I have to say is for Harry's ears only. And they're like, cool. Oh, yeah. Can we, and you can know, we know they're it? going after their extendable ears, even if they yeah. may not be made in the story yet. Yeah.
1: Molly no, that's what I I kinda of thought that's what they were doing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Kind
0: of thing. Molly comes and invites him in and of course he sniffs the air and says, Oh, you guys are gonna have a great dinner tonight. She's so, like, Well yeah. you're welcome to stay and he's like, No, I yeah. got things to do. So team. she sends
1: him up to Harry's Harry's room, and i don't you know what? In so I'm really shocked with Dumbledore, and that's why I
0: know. And part of me was like, good for Albus; he's giving him this information. You know, in a finally matter. And then part of me was like, what the hell is he thinking? <laughs> I know. I kind of went back and I forth know. on it. I know. I was kind of like,
1: oh, I'm like, wow. I'm like, totally shocked. I'm like, he's only eleven.
0: I know. Well, I, I think he's chamber. So yeah, no, that's right. No chamber. That's the second one. So he's, okay, he's 12. 12. Okay. He's 12. Still. Oh. I'm like, I know. And I, I can, I can get behind Dumbledore telling him. I can't get behind Dumbledore telling him he can't tell his uncles Yeah, about it.
1: That's what got his me. Uncles or his, or anybody else. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were no, an or...
0: Or... Or... or, or and a werewolf. I mean, what... What is that? hmm So, basically, Albus pulls out a pensive and asks to see Harry's memories of when Quirrell dies. And then he tells Harry the prophecy, the one with the power. Yeah. And Harry's just stunned. And he opens and closes his mouth, and he's like... <laughs> you know, and Dumbledore's like, well... Here you go. Sorry, kid. But then. That's, that's Harry, life. It sucks. Yeah. And I like Harry. Cause Harry says, so I either have to be the victim or a murderer. And Dumbledore says, no, Voldemort is already dead. All you're doing is releasing his spirit. And that really gives Harry a better feeling in himself. I can understand that. And then they go to Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. which is totally like he remembers. And he's just like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm um, sorry.
1: Our turning 11 this year. I'm so hot, hoping he gets a Hogwarts letter.
0: Yeah, you know, they have them. You can order. I've actually I'm not real. I've actually seen them with um, owl balloons. They come tied to owl balloons.
1: Really? Yeah. Can I get one? That's what I, I uh, Okay, it's me who wants it, okay? <laughs> it's not <an> him. <laughs>
0: I'll have to look into it and see what I can come up with.
1: Oh, that'd be great. So, uh. I'd be like in Petunia. I'd be all jealous.
0: hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll hate your own son. And yeah, no, that wouldn't be yeah. good. Maybe we better not do this. No, that'd be sad. It would be sad. <laughs> so, I love that, um, black. You know, there's a, some a shouting, shoving match between Lucius and and Mr. Weasley. And Black escorts Lucius out in his role as or And he says, uh-huh. well, I was here because I had to arrest your Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher because he's a fraud. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked hearing hear, you.
1: I mean, they found out. I'm like, about. Gilmore. I mean, yeah, yeah. The- I'm sorry, I hate that pompous <laughs> kid.
0: So we don't have to worry about Gilderoy, and we get serious as the new DADA teacher, which is like, I gonna... there's like, this is gonna be cool! Mm-hmm. And then we change scenes again, and we're at King's Cross, and the boys can't get through the wall. And they're yeah. like, crap, what do we do? And I love Harry. Because Harry's been le- raised in this family that loves him, that's let him do more than just sit underneath the stairs and work himself to death in the, in the yard. Uh-huh. He knows how to use a payphone, And he calls yeah. Sirius up and he says, yo, Uncle Sirius, we can't get through this. What do we do? And by the way, Ron crashed and broke his wand. And Sirius is uh-huh. like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I-, I got the motorcycle. I'll put a sidecar on it. Stay there. And they're like cool, and then he takes Ron in and gets Ron his own wand, and Ron is just like, yeah. "Oh, really? I, I got my
1: own wand. I mean, I mean, you can't help it. You're just like, <gasps> oh yeah. I mean, it's I not mean, like I mean, yes, the the Weasleys are not are not rich and stuff like
0: that, and so you're just like, yeah, he got his own wand early. Oh, I know, and I love Sirius a little bit later. Sirius is like, you mean you levitated a troll's own club with a wand that didn't choose you? And Ron like blanches and is like, did I do something wrong? He's like, no, you shouldn't have been able to do that. So you must be a really powerful wizard. Now that you have your own wand, one that chose you, you need to be careful because you probably have a lot of power. And you know, Ron says, a- so not only did Ron get a new wand, but Ron's being told you. Ron really- got a new this." Yeah. And that's just so cool to see for Ron, because Ron's usually just the big gangly sidekick who just kind of goes, can we panic now? Yeah, so uh, that's, the, that that's
1: was, a movie version of
0: them. Yeah, but he, he panicked with spiders, too. So,
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm panicked, too, with spiders.
0: Uh-huh. And they fly their way. Especially ones that want to eat you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Weird. My coworker asked for a ride home today and she just lives down the street, so it's no big deal. And we're driving down the road and all of a sudden she's like, uh, wasp. And I was like, what? And she's like, it just came out of the seat. <laughs> so she uh-huh. rolled the whole window down. It's sitting on the window. She rolled the whole one down and she couldn't get him out of the car. And she finally flicked him out of the car and he flew right back in. So she had a, a hair clip in her, on her purse. So she uh-huh. picked him up with the hair clip and tried to get him out. But the wind was blowing so hard, because I was going 55. Uh The wind was blowing so hard that it just shoved him into the hair clip. She couldn't get him out. She had to turn the hair clip over and shake him. And finally, he was on top of the glass. And she got the window almost all the way rolled up. And then she just flicked him out and (laughs) rolled it up really fast. I said, thank you so much for not killing him. And she said, I didn't want to hurt him. But I didn't want to get stung either. And I'm like, no. And uh, most people would have just smashed him. So Thanks. And she said, no, well, I don't smash bugs. And I was like, yay. So.
1: As long as they don't bite me, I'm fine. I won't smash you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you bite me, I'm going to smash you.
0: Yeah. Sorry. And those things hurt when they bite. Those are nasty little beasts.
1: Oh, they are. They are very bad beasties.
0: Mm-hmm. We're way on course. So they fly into the Hogsmeade train station and wait for the train. And of course Hagrid's there and they give him a. They rush over to give him a somewhat manly hug, or as manly as they can give him, since they can only reach his tree trunk thighs. <laughs> yeah. huh? And uh oh, I just had a terrible thought. Oh no, it's not about Hagrid. I was just, I just realized that <laughs> this is the week that Uncle Vernon d- died. Yes, it
1: was. I was very sad, but I, I tell you the truth, I wasn't surprised that man died. I be- He just did
0: not look healthy. Yeah, I know. But I was sad. Yeah. The sorting ceremony was different than how it used to be, and they were very happy that Ginny was placed into Gryffindor, and then it was time to go to bed. And that is the end of this chapter.
1: Oh, I think we should... Put that Ron had to play. Ron had to be in the sidecar. I'm sorry, that was just that just made me laugh. On <laughs> the sidecar,
0: Can you just see him in there, with his big old knees sticking straight up? And yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it, all cramped and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was lucky that their luggage had already been taken through, and and they're hoping that the the Weasleys had stuck the luggage on the train for them, so they didn't have mm-hmm. to worry about that, and they didn't have headwig or anything. So it was just the two boys in the
1: well,
0: they could have shrunk it. Yeah. And Sirius just banished his stuff there, so he could have done that too. And then we have the Chamber of Secrets 3. Dun, 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 dun. And of course, we have Harry skidding into the Potions classroom two seconds after the bell, and Snape is in a mood. He's pissy. He is very pissy. Don't lie. And he takes 50 points from Gryffindor. Rawr. And Harry's like, "Ah, oh, whatever. And I love this. He sighed and slept over to his seat. I love that word schlepped.
1: Schlepped. I schlep.
0: And then Draco comes in even later and Snape takes points away from him. And, he only takes 10 yeah. points, but he takes points away in the whole Well, yeah, that's, that's
1: the thing. He took points away from him. And that's yeah. like totally, completely amazing.
0: Snape doesn't do that, not to his own house. No. And they're all like, so okay, he- there is a bee in Snape's bonnet.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he, they're like scared to death to even do their work because, <coughs> yeah. you know, they're afraid of doing something wrong. And he, he takes an additional five points from each house because nobody's, they're all staring at him and not doing their work because he's being so mean. And then, huh? uh, Goyle's. Oh, Goyle rules! Cauldron explodes and he gets another fifteen more points from Slither. And this is a bad day for Slither and they're losing points right now.
1: Yeah, even from his own house, uh, you know, some
0: some some bad juju was going on going on for that to happen. Yeah, and so they're talking about it as they leave the class. Ron and Harry and Harry's like, "I bet Uncle Sirius did something to him." And uh, Hermione's just silent and pale and like ah. If he's this mad, I wonder what, what Professor oh, McGonagall is going to be like. And McConaughey like comes in singing. You know, she's yeah. like, good morning class.
1: I'm just waiting, I'm kind of like waiting for her to go, good morning, good morning.
0: Yeah, I know. This we talk awesome. the whole night through good morning, good morning. To you. <laughs> and everybody's making points right, left. Even Neville makes points for managing to turn his what had once been a thimble into goo, you know, mm-hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> they're just like, okay, what happened? <laughs> and what happened was that
1: someone did something to his quarters yes. and it's all, what was, I can't remember what it, they said. Wasn't it all uh, pink? They made it all different colors. Uh, oh, where was it? I lost it. I know. I don't see it
0: either. So usually the defense Oh okay I'm not
1: willing to bet that it had something to do with the fact that snakes personal quarters have somehow found themselves redecorated in varying shades of purple and bright orange. <laughs> it's odd and lit, bit cliche but I think it's a bit but uh, but I think as long as you you vary the colors
0: it's really not that old. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't serious that did it. They find out later it's the twins. And this sets off a pranking war between Sirius and the twins, and they don't prank each other. They all prank Snape. (laughs) Poor Snape. They prank (laughs) Snape or Slytherin.
1: Anybody in Slytherin house.
0: Oh, I bet Snape wanted to quit so bad. (laughs) Loss of limb will not excuse you. And Oh, dear. I just.
1: Anyways, you kind of wish you were like, oh man. I mean, you know what? I mean, because everybody wants, but always wanted, you can always picture the twins and Sirius and even James and Remus at all. If they were all together, they would have had so much fun together.
0: Oh yeah. The twins with the marauders would have just been, oh. oh. The school wouldn't have been standing. No. They would have demolished it. And Uh Molly would have got more than one toilet seat sent to her. Oh, yeah. I am sure.
1: <laughs> she would She would have been horrified. She would have killed them all.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh poor snake. I feel so sad. Not really.
1: Oh, I do. My poor man. Oh, you poor man. My poor man. He deserves every minute of it. <laughs> if he wasn't such a lousy git. He's sexy as hell, but
0: still, he's a git. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. So then we have uh, – why do I always blank on his name? It's so bad. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Mr. Filch. Thank you. Mr. <laughs> I can't remember Mr. Filch. a ter- terrible thing. Um, we have Mr. Filch catching Harry, and and he's like, you thought you could get away with it after what you did. And Harry's like, what did I do? And he's like, you're going to pay. I swear it, you're going to pay. And, hof- and luckily – uh, Sirius comes and says, let him go. And we find out that Mrs. Norris has been petrified, and he's sure that Harry did it, and Harry's like, I didn't do nothing!
1: Nothing! Yeah, I mean, this, is, this here, it's, it's, to me, this going through this, the, 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 it's not that it isn't choppy, I understand why she skipped over a lot of things, but I'm just like, oh my god, okay, okay, this is it. Oh my god, here's this. And, and stuff. it's just, It was a little, this part in here is a little bit disconcerting. Right. But I understand why she did it, though. Because, I mean, um, she's not writing the book all over again.
0: Right. We don't want to reread it all over again. But it is kind of choppy, because you're just hitting the highlights.
1: Right. Because I'm like, okay, where am I going? I'm like, where? where, uh, 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 Yeah, kind of thing.
0: So, the news gets around the school that Mrs. Norris Filch's cat has been found petrified and hanging from a torch sconce and the walls on painted on the walls is the chamber. Of the secrets has been opened. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but other things start happening as, as well. I love it. They call they're called the golden trio decide to uh, make polyjuice potion. And, and it's just this really quick. I mean, if you hadn't read the story, you don't have any clue what's going on because it's, The Golden Trio did their own investigation involving stolen hairs, polyjuice potion, and a brief stint for Hermione in the hospital ward with (laughs) hairballs.
1: It's so so
0: succinct. I know.
1: It's it's, it's quite funny.
0: (laughs) Only to discover that Malfoy was not, in fact, the heir of Slytherin. And then we find out that other things are happening. A rogue bludger almost kills Harry... Shatters his arm, although he caught the snitch, and luckily Sirius was there to splint it and take him up to Madam Pomfrey, who fixed him good as new, and he didn't have to regrow. He all didn't the have bones. the rubber, yeah, yeah, the oh, rubber arm. That rubber arm just gets me. Bleh.
1: But then know, people the
0: start start getting petrified, and we find out that Colin and even Hermione. Yeah, and,
1: they don't say anything about him talking to them. No. Right,
0: huh? Yeah. And Hagrid's blamed, and the boys end up in the Anchormentula nest, learning that Hagrid is indeed innocent, only able to escape with their lives thanks to the timely help of Sirius.
1: My friend of Hagrid.
0: Can we panic now? But the last straw is when Ginny Weasley vanished, and it says her bones shall lie in the chamber forever. (laughs) And Harry's feeling guilty because he had decided that he was going to be her friend and then he forgot all about her. And so she's been largely alone. Yeah, must be here. And, yeah. And then, of course, Ron figures out that it was a basilisk from the note in Hermione's hand. And they, you know, run through this, oh, well, that's why it's, you know, a basilisk. Nobody ever looked at it. That's why they didn't actually die. And they and nearly
1: settled his already dead, so
0: he can't do it that again, yeah, blah buddy, blah blah, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah, yada, yada, they yada find yada. themselves in Moni Myrtle's bathroom and Harry hits at the sink and it opens up to the entrance of the Chamber of Secrets. And the scene that followed was almost like the ending of a fairy tale, a horrific fairy tale. Harry managed to defeat the shade of Riddle, however, and even slew the fearsome basilisk with the help of Fox. And the Sword of Gryffindor. And he found out that Ginny had res- resorted to the diary because she was feeling so alone and rejected by her brother and his friends.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's also found out that she's having occasional dreams about him and that she's had a crush on him. But he's not totally surprised about this because it sure explains all the squeaking and hiding.
1: <laughs> she kind of puts, I mean, or he, or whoever wrote this. I mean, every part, like, her little succinctness has just kind of, like, it's just, it's just a little quirks in there. It's kind of funny.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, of course...
1: And they forgot about Dobby the Hell Self.
0: Yeah, they got Dobby freed, and Harry is no, they're on their way that he's gonna I'm try sorry. Ginny better this next year.
1: Yeah, and he, and and they're all on the way to Hogwarts, and Harry t- <sighs> takes Hermione out, and so... Ron and Jenny can have little brother sister time, so they can bond. And they all promise her at the end. They all promise her that they're gonna they love they they love her, and they're gonna do everything they can with her. And I just love how Harry just takes the Mickey out of Hermione about Ron. Mm-hmm. It's
0: so cute. Yeah, because she hugs Harry, but she won't hug Ron. And he's like, "Well, how come you didn't hug Ron?" And she's like, "Well, um." I realized how uh, uncomfortable public hugging was when I hugged you. And he's like, oh, well, that explains why you were the first one to jump up and hug Hagrid when he walked in shortly after. And she's just like, eh. Yeah.
1: And she goes, well, wow. and here I thought only Jenny squeaks. You know how she squeaks? She has a crush on me, right? And she goes, and then she goes, Taz. She goes, don't you dare tell him.
0: I, <laughs> I would just die. I would just die. <laughs> and then he says, "Don't worry, but I hope you're patient. He's about as thick as a brick." <laughs> it's not the clueless Harry. Woo-hoo! He I know. Pay so, attention. I know.
1: I mean, this is in so many ways. This is the Harry we all kind of wanted in a way, but then the books wouldn't be so long. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it wouldn't be seventh book. Harry's stupid.
0: So, and that's the end of that chapter, Chapter Eight, and we're moving to Chapter Nine. Askaban. Prisoner Azkaban, part one.
1: Part
0: one. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. dun, dun. And. Ron's got- in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. Harry's in trouble. He's, he's grounded. He's not allowed to do anything until he gets all of his summer homework done.
1: And write letters.
0: And write letters of apology. Right. And they write right on him. Harry, I don't hear your cruel. Are you doing your homework? Yes, San Petunia, I'm just thinking. I love the. And uh. I got, I got the, the thinker. I'm
1: thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that girl over there is
0: hot. (laughs) And they, you know, Sirius got fired because he quote, (laughs) allowed Harry to fight a basilisk. And so they, they fired him. And so he has to leave. And Harry's grounded, no television, no muggle radio, no wizarding wireless, no owl post, no television until, or telephone until his homework is complete. And he's written his letters of apology to Dumbledore, Sirius, McGonagall, and Mrs. Weasley for bringing Ron into it. And then the phone rings.
1: And, uh, <laughs> Did you can't
0: hear Ron screaming. <sighs> Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I want to talk to Harry Potter!
1: What and this, is it? Is, this is when I can see the old Vernon coming out. Okay. Who is that?
0: <laughs> Do not yell. I can hear you fine. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's Ron Weasley. You remember me? Barry's friend from school. Vernon's <laughs> got the phone arm length away. <coughs> and he's like, uh, young man, stop yelling at me. Just talk. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's grounded. He can't come talk to you now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for yelling, sir, and I guess I'll just wait for him to become ungrounded. <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> then I then, then then Vernon redeems himself, and he goes. By the way, congratulations on your own bravery to show your bravery last month. I mean, this is this is the new Vernon. <laughs> So it's just it's kinda it's kinda nice, but I'm still I am so waiting for
0: Vernon just to change back to his old old ways. Yeah. And so finally Harry's got everything done. And he's like, you know, going, I'm free and the, the text reader is like, I'm free, ee ee, 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 e." E Harry. <laughs> and so he calls Hermione and he of course doesn't shout at Mr. Granger. May I speak to him Randy, yeah. please? And she talks to him and she tells him that the Weasleys won the 700 Galleons in the Daily Prophet Draw and they're going to Egypt. And so he has to tell Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia about it and they're all excited for him. And she's going away too, it seems like.
1: Yes, yeah, this and is when they're going to France.
0: That's right. They're going to France and So they're going to miss his birthday, and he's feeling a little bad about it. But, oh, well. Get over it. Yeah. I'll see you guys when you get back. And so Harry has a normal birthday party, which is just, you know, he gets gifts. And his, you know, regular family give him gifts, too. And that's it. And then he's (laughs) looking in the mirror, and he hears this voice that says, Harry, do you remember the mirror of Erised? And he turns around and falls on his rear end, and it's Grandpa Albus. And he says that he's going to tell the true power of the mirror, and that, you know, people who sit in front of it, you know, until they kind of waste away. And we find out that Harry really doesn't see much in there besides himself, because he's got an okay family. Yeah, Yeah. he has everything he pretty much wants. He kind of sees his folks. In the background, but they're not real uh, prominent. So, And, of course, he asks Grandpa Albus if he ever looked into it, and we get the thick woolen socks answer. Uh-huh. And we find out that he was a star beater in Quidditch when he was a student, was Albus. Uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, and then we have Aunt Marge coming over. And having read the last story that we did, or the one that we did a couple times ago, where Marge was the good guy,
1: So Marge
0: is the bad guy in this one again was kind of
1: tough. I know. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Yep. And uh, Petunia does not like her at all. Uh, and
1: Dudley doesn't like her either, because no. she doesn't like his cousin. So, he's no. like, oh, you don't like my cousin, you don't like me. Yeah.
0: And so they had this very cold and impersonal dinner. And Harry heads up to his room, glad to be done, but he makes the mistake of pausing when he hears angry voices in the kitchen, and he starts listening. And
1: You know what they say, it's not good to listen behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how that thing goes?
0: Yep. can't remember. Because <laughs> you might hear something about yourself that you don't like. Yeah. And Marge is going on about Lily and Petunia, and saying how tel- terrible they were, and all, you know that they he shouldn't have have had anything to do with either one of them. And he's starting to get mad, too. And she's saying, well, they must have been no good if they were killed by gangsters. Ha! I don't believe it. And Look at their son. You can tell that there's, you know, if there's something wrong with the bitch, there must be something wrong with the pup. The pup. Uh-huh. Of course, then the glass explodes because Harry's getting madder and madder and madder. And then... She starts in on James, and Harry's had enough, and he comes in and says, He was not! So she turns on Harry. You insolent little whelp! Your worthless parents went and got themselves killed and left you to be a burden on your hardworking uncle, you ungrateful little! And she starts swelling. And swelling. And swelling. And
1: swelling. thing
0: that Remus and Lupin wander mm. in about then. Yeah. I love it. Who's who's the floating salami and since Harry's the only wizard here, how'd she piss him off? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and Vernon's had it, too. He's just like, that's my sister. Just get her out of here. Get her in the mutt the hell out of my house. So, yeah, he's pretty much had it, too. So they send her off to the Magical Reversal Squad and... To have a little bit of a hectic evening because they've got to be aliv- obliviated and stuff like that. But Peter and Remus. Well, it's only her
1: has to be. Delivi- uh, del- yeah. Uh, easy for me to say, I know. But Maybe another mic and maybe I'll. Old- well,
0: you'll be fine? Yeah, I'll
1: be fine. I can
0: the- probably say yeah, it, it. There you got it. Woo-hoo! So they had stopped by to let them know that Peter escaped from Azkaban. And- bastard. Vernon's pale because there's only one thing he'd be after. And he's like, yep, he's after revenge for the destruction of the Dark Lord. Revenge against Harry Potter. Dun, dun, dun. Um. And we go to the next chapter. Woo-hoo. We're going fast.
1: We're good.
0: We are good.
1: Probably because we are we're not as distracted like we usually
0: are. I know. So we, uh, have That's Harry's, kind of bad. In, <laughs> sorry, it's a two-man podcast. We don't get as distracted when there's just the two of us. Aww. Okay.
1: Anyhow, we're in flurries and blocks.
0: Yes, we are in flourishing blocks. Yep. Yep. And
1: we're going to get, it. we're going to get monster book of monsters.
0: <laughs> we are luckily Harry's already got his as a gift from Hagrid, but the other people need it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love. This because Ron says er profess and he's talking to Sirius and Sirius says stop and everybody freezes and he says I'm no longer your professor correct and Ron's like yep so then call me Sirius okay and then he looks around and he's like uh the rest of you carry on because everybody else is just staring at them because he told everybody to stop stop
1: well he's a war- he's an oar yeah Bob says stop everybody stop even the
0: books stop you listen to him yeah. And then they find the fireballs. Fireball. The text reader had a field day with this because it was spelling words right and left, and ee, I didn't know half of what it was saying. But it, you know, state-of-the-art broom and everything, and it, I love the unbreakable breaking charm. I think that's fun. Price on request. And like, hmm, I bet you that's. That's, That's going to be lot of way money. too expensive for you, kid. So they head off to get robes. And we've got the 1st of September. And Harry wants to talk to them. And he says, I need to talk to you guys in private. And Ron says, go away, Jenny. And Harry's like, no, you're one of us. And you need to hear it now, too. And he includes her, which I love. I love that he oh, includes I her.
1: Me too. And you know what? I'm like, oh, good. I mean, it's Jenny, it's not just because Jenny's awesome and stuff like that, because we all know that. But the thing is, I mean, she's as everybody says, she's a smart girl. She knows mm-hmm. what she's doing.
0: Yeah. And so he says, you know, Peter Pettigrew's escaped from Azkaban, and Ron's like, I know that name. And he says that's because he was the man that betrayed my parents.
1: And because I said, he, used to, he was going to be your, he was going to be your rat.
0: Yeah. But you missed out.
1: Yeah, for you.
0: And um, so he kind of tells them a little bit about Peter, and they're like, ah. And Ginny starts having flashbacks, kind of. and He he sees an older Harry tied to a tombstone bleeding from his elbow and Pettigrew um, with the dagger and the hideous figure rising from the cauldron. And right. she can just see it. And it's like, Jenny, Jenny. And she's pretty much fainted. She's like, what am I doing on the floor? So it's almost like the diary again. She's losing time. Right. Which is not good. Um, talking about tangents, have you seen the new Harry Potter musical?
1: No, I have not.
0: It's pretty good. And this is part of what they do in this one. Yeah. So Jenny's spending a lot of time with the diary and, uh, Voldemort. Voldemort, Voldemort. So they get her back up off the floor, and Remus comes in, because he's going to be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yahoo! And he says, I'll thank you not to get me fired like you got serious fired. And then he says, well, actually, you can't, because I'm only under contract for a year. And then guess what I was thinking? What were you thinking? Well,
1: what's he going to be doing next year? And then thinking, ah, he's going to teach. Be- He's couldn't be in smelting with Dudley.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: That's what I thought. I'm like, he's going to be in smelting with Dudley. I was so excited, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wrong, wrong. Oh, Story.
0: Of course, then the train starts to slow down, and we've got dementors. <sighs> yeah, and. Are we- We've got Harry, who's feeling cold and chilled down to his bones, and he's hearing screams and everything. And Remus, of course, has chocolate in his suitcase. Good Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. He's always armed with chocolate. Uh-huh. And he breaks it up and gives everybody some. And I love Hermione. Chocolate? Why chocolate? And he says, well, the muggle reason. Chocolate helps release endorphins that promote emotional recovery. I think I need some chocolate.
1: I always need chocolate.
0: For the wizarding reason, chocolate makes you feel better. It's the primary ingredient in the cheering charm, you know. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I want cheering charms. Oh, man, I need
1: a cheering (sighs) charm. The potion
0: version of cheering charms. And, you know, Harry's like, what was that? And who screamed? And they said, no one screamed. And Remus explains that it's a dementor, one of the guards of Azkaban, and he heads off to talk to the driver of the train. And. They start eating chocolate, and they feel instantly better. Of course. Chocolate is the cure for everything. It is. And then at the feast, we find out that Hagrid's the care of magic creatures, magical creatures instructor. much the joy of everyone? Were you surprised?
1: I was was surprised. Were you surprised? Nah. I wasn't surprised.
0: And then they have divination with Professor Trelawney, who Harry didn't much care for, as she keeps predicting his... Doom and gloom, but you know he'll deal with her. And magical creatures. The first class was a success until it was a resounding success and a horrible tragedy because Harry got to ride bareback on Buckbeak. Uh, but then Buckbeak attacked Malfoy, slashing and breaking his arm. So, and I love that Malfoy's not capitalized here. Typo. But yeah, there's a lot. Of ty- there is a lot of typos. Yeah. Even yeah, here, there are a lot of typos. So, and then poor Hagrid thinks he's going to get fired, and he realizes that they're not—he's not supposed to be—they're not supposed to be, be there—and orders them back to the castle. And then we've got Lupin and his first lesson, which you, we all know and love. He's going to go and, and do the the Bogarts. And Snape's in there, and he's like, "Uh, I'm not gonna see this. You know, Longbottom's in this class. I wouldn't give him anything difficult unless Miss Granger's hissing instructions in his ears." And I love Lupin because he's, you know, he's such a great teacher. Oh no, I think I think I need Neville for this. This is gonna be hard, and Neville's gonna be able to do it. And he just gives Neville that confidence. It's so cool. Uh-huh. And we, you know, basically have the scene that is in the regular book where they learn the spell, and of course, it's Snape that comes out and he turns him into his grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And yeah, and they all take turns, and everybody gets to do it except for Hermione and him. Harry. And then we've got Quidditch practice and Hogsmeade weekend. And, of course, Harry gets to go and give in his permission slip that Uncle Vernon signed for him. And she's like, sorry, Pettigrew's out there. You don't get to go. Aww. And I love that Ron loves Crickshanks in this story. Because he doesn't <coughs> have the rat. So there's no reason for him and Crickshanks to clash. And well, after he caught and killed a very large spider on his bed. Yeah. Of course. He's a hero. Then we have Hogsmeade Weekend and Harry's wandering around by himself and Lupin invites him in. And Harry's like, yeah, Uncle Albus thinks I'm safer here. Safer for me or Pettigrew, I'm not sure, but, you know, safer. And Lupin says, well, you know, he's an animagus and he's a rat. And he'd be really hard to find, even with the really extensive search so you know th- there's a reason for this and then Harry thinks about the, the Bogart and he says why didn't you let me do it and he said well I thought your greatest fear would be Lord Voldemort and Harry's like no it's the Dementors and so we you know get the the fear, fear. itself yeah. and then of course Snape comes in with the smoking goblet and gives it to Lupin they're on pretty good terms Snape and Lupin I know Sirius and Snape didn't get along at all, but Snape and Lupin aren't... They're not buddies, but they, they'll they talk to each other in a civil way. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's... I mean, as long as he shows them respect... I mean, I think it's... Sorry, I always feel kind of like... Um, if Snape... If Snape is showing respect, we'll give it back. Kind
0: of thing. Right. And Harry does give him respect here. He says, Professor, thank you. And, of course... Snape kind of sneers at him, whatever for? And he says, for making the wolf bane. I know you don't like Remus very much, but you do in anyway, so thank you. And Snape's silent for a really long moment, and finally he says, it's my job. Now, good day. And off he goes. But I think it just gives him that little bit and, of... And for time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, these chapters are going pretty quick. So did you get okay, past ten? No. So I'm just going to
1: go to 11 and 12 with you. Okay. I'll just turn on. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay, hang on. I'm going to, um, um, I'm channeling my inner Ryan. Um, okay, I'm ready to monologue. Ready? All right. Um, okay, here we go. So, Prisoner of Azkaban, part three. So, the Quidditch season's ramped up, and Draco's, you know, of course, too badly hurt to do anything. So, we, uh, have to play against Hufflepuff instead, and Harry's late to the Defense Against the Dark Arts class because he was leaving practice and of course Snape's in there. And so he's going to take away 10 points and Harry's like, where's Lupin? And then he kicks himself and he's like, Oh, it's the day after the full moon. I know where he is. And he starts, uh, Snape starts to turn to the werewolf thing and they meet their, you know, Harry and Snape meet eyes and something happens in that moment. Harry's not sure what, and Snape scowls, and then he kind of turns back towards the middle of the book and says, I think you're about ready to study hinky punks. Is that correct? And so... Then we
1: well, what, what is the page number? 394?
0: Yeah. Something like All that. Right. Turn to page 394. So we're on 141 this time. Yeah. And, of course, the Quidditch game is an unmitigated disaster because the Dementors get on the field... And Harry doesn't fall or get hurt, but he hears the most horrific Mm -hmm. memory of his life, his parents being murdered. And Cedric gets the snitch, winning the game. But in the chaos, Harry gets slammed with a bludger and falls off his broom, which goes straight into the Whomping Willow. So poor Harry. It's dead. Yeah, it's dead. poor. It's dead. And he's sick and In the bed, and he can hear the dementors killing his parents. And he's, you know, every time he tries to go to sleep, he dreams of James and Lily Potter as shining angels. And then the devil shows up and, you know, blasts them. And he always has it ending with a voice saying, Avada Kedavra. And he's like, ah. (laughs) Then we change again. And we're in Lupin's class and class is dismissed. And Harry's like, uh, or Lupin's like, Harry, I want a word with you. And he says, you don't look like you have slept all week. And Harry's like, I can't, I can't sleep. Well, then go get a dreamless potion. You need to sleep. And Harry's like, why was I the only one affected by the dementors? And he says, well, they bring out the most hideous things in your past. And you have some really hideous things in your past. So that's why. And he's like, okay, what And I do. And so they decide that they're going to try to do the Patronus. And he's like, okay. And after they have this talk, he starts thinking about his parents in a new light. And the dreams aren't as bad. So now his dreams are the, you know, deaths of angels, but they're filled with love. Then we have him going in to have a lesson. And he says... Mm -hmm. First of all, he hits the a pensive, and he gets to see some actual. Um, he gets to see his parents, and that really yep. helps him with his dreams. And mm-hmm. you know, four pranksters on the prowl now able to actually prowl, and so and he tells him, you know, Jane was James was a very clannish person, and he always wasn't always very nice, and he usually targeted Snake. Yeah, and so he shows Harry that memory first and tells him about it and then lets him know that his dad kind of grew up and got smarter. And so that really kind of helps Harry because he doesn't have that feeling of, well, my dad was such a creep that he gets in the canon. Uh-huh. And of course, he's like floating back to class and, or back to the common room and Ginny sees him and he, she thinks, oh, he's been kissing somebody. <laughs> oh! oh! And he's like, no, I just got to see memories of my parents. And they're just like, yay! And then they make him do homework. <laughs> Oops.
1: Damn, Hermione.
0: Yep. And of course, Harry ends up with the Marauders map on the next, uh, Hogsmeade weekend. He keeps it a secret that he knows who the Marauders were and, uh, thanks them. And then of course, they go up and sneak into the three broomsticks and they
1: find uh, some Bunch,
0: yeah. This time
1: he doesn't panic and go crazy. He just, he already knows.
0: hmm Yeah. And of course, then so we find out that Buckbeats going to have a hearing on the 20th of April and they start the Patronus homework and Ra- and Hermione's been acting oddly.
1: Don't forget. Wait, wait, wait. <coughs> we forgot the most important thing. What? Oh a fireboat.
0: He gets a fireboat as a joint Christmas present from his three uncles, one by blood, two by love, which thrilled him to no end. Okay. And Hermione's acting strange. She's been acting strange all year. She keeps talking about classes she couldn't have gone to because she was in class with them at the time, and they just can't understand why she's so weird. And he finds out, in one of his Dementor lessons, he finds out that their mouths drain the souls of their victims, and he starts to kind of freak out about that, which I don't blame him. And then we have an exciting Ravenclaw Quidditch game because three Slytherins masquerade as Dementors, and Harry blasts them off. <laughs> Oops.
1: And got the snitch in his yeah. Cho Chang, but rather pretty.
0: But not nearly as pretty as Jenny. Yeah. Uh oh. Dun dun dun. dun dun dun. And then Harry's woke up by a strange noise in the middle of the night and he says Loomis and he sees Peter and he's <laughs> Peter's you know, staggering around the room. He drops his knife, and he's trying to pull something orange and striped off of his face. <laughs> Crick shakes is hissing and snarling. and He vanishes and turns into a small, tiny rat, and Crickshanks is right behind him. And everybody else is, like, waking up going, hey, what's going on? And he's like, it was Pettigrew. He didn't have a night. Um, the knife. And they, you know, how did he get in? And apparently there's a whole sh- a rat-shaped hole in the window frame uh-huh. and ron begins championing crookshanks because crookshanks oh saved god. their life and hermione blushes oh and
1: oh god the thick-headed man's gonna know yeah oh. these days. <laughs> they're gonna fall in love by
0: crookshanks mm-hmm. yep and then buck beak's case is lost and everybody's sad and Hermione loses it and flings her arms around Ron and cries, and he turns as red as his hair and pats her back because he doesn't know what else to do. <laughs> and uh, Malfoy and his cronies start making fun of Hagrid, and <laughs> Hermione slaps Malfoy so hard he falls down in the mud. Yay! Yay!
1: <laughs> you foul, and of them, evil little
0: cockroach! Hermione, no. He's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. A- no, boy, you're okay. Uh-huh. So, and then we've got the last Quidditch game of the year, which is spectacular for its brutality and the amazing catch of the snitch. And Gryffindor wins the House Cup. Woohoo! Yeah. And then we have Trelawney do her prophecy.
1: <laughs> oh, Professor Trelawney. <Lonnie. laughs> he will return, return tonight. tonight. Sorry? Oh, tonight. He who betrayed his friends, whose heart with murder, shall break yeah. free. Innocent blood shall be spilt, and servant and master shall be reunited once more.
0: <laughs> and Harry's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear during my exam. Sure, it is. And we <laughs> jump to the last chapter that we're doing tonight, chapter 12. Okay. And. You're doing really good. Thank you. We've got Harry, Ron, Ginny, and Hermione sneaking out under cover of the Invisibility Cloak. I hope they, like, added a little bit of uh, fabric to the Invisibility Cloak, because...
1: It's it magical, too. With- it expands.
0: Okay, because it was hard enough with three, and now they got four.
1: Yeah, it expands.
0: Okay, that's good to know. And we've got <laughs> them going down to Hagrid's, and Hagrid's saying, You shouldn't have come? And they're like, But we had to come. And, you know, where is he? He's out in the pumpkin patch so he can see the trees and smell the fresh air. And and he shakes so violently. He drops the milk and, you know, and then we got to, here they come. So Hagrid chases them out the back way and don't look, don't listen. And pretty soon they hear the unmistakable thud of an axe. They're like, he did it. They did it, Harry. No. And Ron trips over something <laughs> He trips over the rack <laughs> and sprains his ankle. So he, they're trying to get away as fast as they can, but they just can't because uh-huh. his ankle hurts so bad. And there's Crookshanks and he's following something. And Harry's like, I bet you it's Pettigrew. And Ron's like, but Pettigrew could kill him. And he jumps up and he chases after Crookshanks. And Hermione's like, I know he likes the cat, but this is crazy. You're gonna get yourself huh? killed, Ron and they cut up with Ron and of course they're right next to the womping willow tree and it wonks on Ron and breaks his leg.
1: Don't worry, he's yelling at the car. Sorry. Ron.
0: And Pettigrew says, He's my hostage. There really are a lot of typos at this. Come no closer Oh my god Pedigree. And uh he drags him down underneath the tree and of course after he stuns the cat and Hermione gets the cat back awake and they race down underneath the tree and she's like, I think we're in this shrieking shack. And they go up the stairs and Ron's like, it's a trap. And there he is, Expelliarmus, And he gets the, I, but, and I know I've just listened to this, but he, Expellionis is Harry and Harry's wand comes out, but he doesn't do it to the girls. He's chivalrous. Yeah, no, But the girl, I mean, he doesn't take the girl's wands. So why haven't the girls jinxed him already? And that's what and I think Because the plot. The
1: because plot the plot said,
0: said, so. said so. Okay. So then we've got Ron and Hermione and Ginny all standing yeah. and saying, you've got to kill us all if you're going to kill Harry. And Peter's like, okay, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, which of you will be the first to go? <laughs> oh,
1: my God. He does say that in It does say that in there. <laughs> because-
0: it does. And like, <laughs> I thought you were making that shit up. <laughs> and Harry, like, goes nuts. And instead of trying to do magic, he just jumps him and pounds on him. And they're like, whoa, go Harry. And Peter's so flabbergasted that he attacks in the muggle way that he doesn't even...
1: <laughs>
0: but he gets a hold of Harry's throat and he's, you know, strangling him. And then... They hear footsteps and Hermione's like, up here, we're up here. And Remus and Sirius come in and they drag Wormtail off. And He's like, how did you know we were here? And he's like, oh, we were looking at the map and we saw him on there. And he's like, okay, Snape's on his way. We saw Snape and he's going to go tell Dumbledore and they'll be here any minute with the Dementors. And Lupin's like, there's not going to be anything left for the Dementors. And they want to know why. Why did you betray them? And he's like, well, I had to, the dark Lord, you know, he was going to hurt me. And they're like, we're going to hurt you. You should have died for them. They would have died for you. And at that moment, snake bursts into the room and says, Remus, you didn't take your wolf Spain tonight. And Remus is just like horrified. And they're like, get out, get out now. Hurry. And they start to run, but he starts turning into a werewolf And I, you know, it says that he looked like a giant wolf, only he had more teeth and his snout was longer. And he had, I think it says that he had this little teeny stub of a tail and his yellow eyes. So he actually looks like a wolf. He's not like that wolf in the movie. Weird thing, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. And so... Sirius blows out a wall in the Shrieking Shack so they can get through and turns into the dog to try to save them. And they escape into the woods and they're they're running towards Hogsworth. Hogsworth, yeah. They're running toward the castle and it's starting to get colder and colder and colder. And all of a sudden they realize it's Dementors. And it's not just one or two or ten. It's a hundred of them and they're coming at them and Ginny's the uh-huh. first to drop and Ron's already unconscious so he's done and Snape for some reason Snape couldn't running to the shrieking shack drained him of his magic so apparently if you're out of breath you can't perform magic i don't get that part
1: yeah well you know what then that's so why you don't see any yeah so you don't see any wizards running
0: a marathon yeah so the the yeah. whole time that we have the uh, Dumbledore's army out running around the pond or the lake then that doesn't actually happen because yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh-huh. And so Snape goes down because he can't do magic and we've got poor Harry there all alone and he's trying really hard and he's got a little bit of a mist and then there's nothing and the uh, Dementor's over him and he's lowering his hood and the next thing he knows here comes the Patronus and chases him off. <laughs> Do, do 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 It's prongs! Yay, prongs came! Okay. And then we change to the hospital, and he kind of hears voices, and he's like, "Wow, I'm so surprised that these kids were not, you know, kissed and you know." And it's Dumbledore talking with Fudge, and Fudge is like, "Why did they attack him? That doesn't make sense. They were supposed to ha- Pettigrew. That's it." And I imagine that they went after him because they smelled like Pettigrew, because they had been with Pettigrew. Let's... I think
1: they're showing the Dark Lord's power, so they're like. But the sometimes, I mean, it's like um, what is it? The um, group chaos, the um, what, people chaos or crowd chaos or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. They um, look like once one people smells one thing, like they they feed on fear and stuff right. like that. I mean, how hell, you got a little got your little a little smorgasbord going on there.
0: Yeah, and Dumbledore's like, you know, I told you, you should not keep the Dementors. They're unreliable. What if Voldemort comes back? And Fudge is like, oh, well, that can't happen. Harry killed him 12 years ago. And then Dumbledore's like, well, what about the next Dark Lord? I have to take care of my students and my teacher. You need to go. And so Fudge leaves and Dumbledore says, or Harry wakes up and says, how are they? And we find out that Ginny and Ron and Hermione are all okay. Hermione's starting to wake up. But Snape has pretty much his mind is snapped and he's unconscious and they think that he's going to recover, but they don't know what he's going to be like when he recovers. Because he had done so many horrible things before he turned to the good side that when the Dementors pulled up all those memories, it just blew his mind. And the kids want to say, well, what? They're like, but what about Hagrid? We have to go see Hagrid. You know, we know he's feeling terrible after Buckbeak. And Dumbledore looks at him and he says, no, you have to stay here. It's not the time for that. And then he says, I think three turns ought to do it. It's five minutes to midnight. Oh, you might even save a life. And oh, you can trust Pink. And Harry's like, what did he mean? And Hermione jumps out of bed and dumps the time turn around his head and says, okay, we're going to go back. And, you know, we can't be seen. And they end up saving Buckbeak. And they're, they're taking him back through the forest, and they run into this gal in pink hair. And and Harry's like, well, Dumbledore told us to trust pink. And it turns out it's Tonks. <laughs> she's working with, with Sirius now, and she's come to save Buckbeak. And she is just like, this is one gorgeous beast. And she's, like, thrilled to pieces to be riding off on him and just thinks that he is awesome cool. And so they say goodbye to her and they're heading back and they hear an explosion and they, you know, see the crew heading off and Hermione says, what stopped the dementors from attacking us? And Harry said, it was a patronus, a very powerful one. And he said, she said, did you see who cast it? And he said, yeah, but you know, I might've imagined it. I think it was my dad. And she's like, but he's, he's, Harry's like, I know. I know, but it really looked like him. And so they head off to Hagrid's house, because Hagrid and the rest of them have gone to Dumbledore's for tea. And he says, well, I'm going to wait outside so we know what time to go. And then he gets drawn down to the lake like he is. And he's standing there and he's waiting and he's waiting and nobody comes and nobody comes. And the Dementor is starting to get closer and closer to his mouth. And he realizes that it was himself and he... Expectro patronums and prongs goes over and chases everybody away and comes back and that's the only time he actually sees him clearly is when he's coming back. Uh-huh. And then he vanishes. So I'm gonna take us on a I was
1: hoping they would I was hoping they would say.
0: Yeah. He wasn't quite quite quick enough because he he didn't realize it in time, just like in the book. So last oh. night Last night was Easter and Uh my brother and nephew were here and they got into a discussion about the afterlife and Calvin is cynic. Calvin doesn't believe in none of that stuff and you can't make me. Mom was telling Calvin how she'd seen this TV show where this man had been in a helicopter. No, he'd been in a really bad car accident and they were helicoptering him. They were life flighting him to the hospital. And as they were life-flighting him to the hospital, he pretty much was going towards the white light. And when he, uh-huh. they were in this area, he not only saw himself going towards the light, but he saw his future. So he knew he wasn't going to die because he saw what he was going to do. And he was in the hospital for quite some time, and he finally woke up. And he was, you know, he was really messed up. He He had broken bones. He had brain damage. This guy... It was amazing that he lived. And his he had a flight instructor, and the flight instructor said, I need to get him in the air. I just need to get him in the air. I don't know why, but I need to take him up. So they got him in a wheelchair, and they wheeled him to this airplane, and they got him in the airplane, and they kind of let him take the controls with the instructor with him, and they were up flying, and he realized that he had seen himself doing this in his future as he was dying. And because Uh he had that... Memory, he knew he was going to recover because he had seen that he recovered in the future. And so he he got better. And the doctors had said, oh, well, he'll never talk again. He'll never walk again. He'll never. And he did it all. He fully recovered. And Calvin's like, uh-huh. yeah, right, mom. That didn't really happen. Or grandma. That really didn't happen. And I said, that's just like in Harry Potter. <laughs> they all looked at me and they're like, again, really? Like, no, really? It's just like Harry and the Patronus. He saw himself do it, so he knew he could do it. And they're like, wow, you're right, that's true. <laughs> I got kudos for coming up with Harry Potter thing, <laughs> it was so cool, cause at first they were just like, oh god, here she goes again on Harry Potter. <laughs> so, it was fun, but I don't think we got Calvin to believe us at all, so, no. Uh. And then, we have, uh, Harry and Hermione managed to get back inside the hospital just before, uh, midnight, like they were supposed to, thanks to the invisibility cloak that they found on their way. And uh-huh. Madame Pomfrey, you know, got up to give them chocolate and marveled at how recovered they were because they've been gone for hours getting better. And as soon as she leaves them, Ginny stirs and they, you know, give her chocolate and tell her what's going on. And, and, how about R n uh, Yeah talks about Ron and Ron tries his bad or Harry, tries his bad French accent and says, you need Steve's chocolate which the text reader just butchered. I'm like, what is that word? Oh, chocolate. Okay. I got it. And, um, they kind of give this, they have this little hug and she wants to know about Snape and, and they say, well, he's hurt mentally. And Ginny starts to cry and he says, You know, he wasn't so bad, you know. He risked a lot trying to save Ron and he warned us about Lupin. And, you know, they're like, Yeah, we know, Jin We know. So they're hoping that, that Snape will recover. And then they head home. He doesn't remember. He says that the ride home is something he'll remember for the rest of his life. He's concerned about Snape, as apparently as all of Slytherin and a surprising number of Gryffindors, because they've heard the story that Uh Snape tried to save him. And they find out that maybe Slytherins aren't all that bad. And Malfoy's been silent because, of course, Snape is his godfather. And he's one of the few people that, (laughs) that Malfoy actually listens to besides his father. So, and of course, you know, the fact that Snape was injured helping Gryffindors is just, you know, an insult. But as they pass, Malfoy just looks at them with murderous glares instead of his usual sneer and insult that he used to do. And Harry changes during the summer from a boy to a man. He goes to St. Mungo's and visits Professor Snape as often as he can. And then he studies and does chores. And when Lupin and (laughs) Sirius come back a week later, that was quite a a jaunt that these two went on as their little animal forms. But, you know, Harry forgives him. And they're all gathered up in a fierce hug. I think they were a little afraid that Harry would be afraid of them or something. I'm not sure what. probably. probably. And, uh, of course, Snape gets granted the Order of Merlin Second Class for conspicuous gallantry and courage in saving four Hogwarts students from death or worse at the hands of an uncontrolled werewolf.
1: And I think it's more of a try to do it from uncontrollable cement Worse, Gee. I
0: know. And that's the end. And I think the next one that we're going to do is going to be... Goblet of Fire. Yep. Very good
1: monologuing.
0: Goblet of Fire, the first one. And I am going to look at Fallender and see if it's a guy or a gal. See if we can figure this out. Hmm. Doesn't say.
1: No. It's written 13 stores. Yep.
0: I'm liking this. Like you said, you're kind of waiting for Vernon, the, the yeah. shoe to drop, and Vernon to kind of go back to Vernon. And it is mm-hmm. a little choppy because we're only hitting the highlights. Right. But I like the way it's going. I like how she's, she, he's changed things just a little bit to make it all fit because we've got Sirius and Remus that aren't... You know, Sirius wasn't the prisoner. It was Peter, and they're still friends, and they're involved. And I I like to see this more well-rounded Harry. And I know that a lot of people say that Harry wouldn't be Harry if he didn't have the childhood that he had. But he is Harry in these without the childhood that he had. And, you know, he's a better man for it, too, Just play on Uh words there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, like I said, I keep waiting for him to, to revert back.
0: Uh-huh. That's all. So, hmm. And, you know, we still have a few chapters to go. Maybe something will happen.
1: I have got it. I'm kind of line for it, in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 54 chapters, so we're going to start changing. After the Goblet of Fire, the chapter titles change. So we have Dawn of War, Wink in Time. Slugging back to Hogwarts. So I have a feeling it's going to really go AU. And we're going to find out some other stuff here. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I have not finished this. I took it from Scott. When
1: did, when did he, when did he, she started writing this? Okay, 2000. Started in um, 2005. When was the, when was the book finished?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: I think it had to be. I'm trying to think. The books were finished 2000 some.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking 2008. I don't think that, no, I think that's too soon.
0: That's too late. Richard <laughs> I can spell, yeah. Uh, I like
1: that snort, man.
0: Uh, the movie was 2005. Let's see. We need Kelly for these. Kelly always knows when everything is written. Um, Looks like it came out on July 8th, 2000. Goblet of Fire. And Deathly Hallows. The book was released in July. So Rowling finished writing Deathly Hallows in 2007. And it came out in um, July of 2007, 2008.
1: Because okay, she so she was done, she was done publishing this in two thousand six, so she didn't know about Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. So it could it could have. I mean, she started this in two thousand five, I and mean, she could have just she could have started writing all of this and went up to Goblet and didn't have um, Order of the Phoenix yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, there is the chapter fifty is Horcruxes in the air, so. Oh. We do we will have horcruxes in here. But who knows okay, so, how long it took. Uh, um I mean, she said
1: it was done public I mean it was done updated in two thousand six.
0: Yeah. So So I, I mean know. she could have uh, well, It'll be interesting to find out what's I, gonna happen here. Sluggy at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. I think. Well they think she has slughorn. Well, yeah, slugging back to Hogwarts. I love that. Friends and enemies. Yeah. Green eyes. Wink,
1: it. Wink in time. That has to be about Winky.
0: Mm, maybe. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be a siege. That sounds scary. And I love Fluffball. Flyball. That should be fun. Battle ready and the end. We'll find out. Fluffball. Oh, great. <laughs> we know how you feel about fluffy stuff. Blech. Yep. Well... I still have a little teeny bit of light outside, so I think we okay, should Okay, well, you go good good to that. And good night. I'll go pull chickens off the roost. Doesn't that sound like fun? Not. Oh. Uh, they flap and make such terrible noise. Ugh. Trudge them back and forth up and down the hill. It's going to be fun. You like to say? You just like saying that
1: word. Trudge.
0: Trudge. Trudge. It's a <laughs> long way up. You know what it is, is I sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago at work. I stepped on a Lego and twisted my ankle uh. and it was doing really well. And then I, we had a big burn pile this weekend or this last week cause it was spring break. So I didn't work all week and I was out in the field and it's real uneven and I twisted it just a little bit again. And so it's really bothering me the last couple of days. So it is a trudge Aww. to walk up and down the driveway. but hopefully i only have to do it once. We'll make mom do it twice and then we'll be fine. Well, thanks for coming and doing this with me. No problem. It was
1: fun as usual.
0: Hopefully we'll get more people. Um, Scott's still doing stuff and I don't know what happened to Jenny this week. I think I'll try to put a call out and see if anybody else wants to podcast with us and get some more people. But, Good night to you. Are we in before midnight? Uh-huh. Is it only eleven for you? It's eleven ten. All right, we're in before midnight. Good for uh-huh. us. So you sleep well, and I'm going to go dump some critters, and then I'm going to go to bed too.
1: Yeah, I want to find my critter and yell at it. It's okay. Getting up on the TV stand.
0: bad kitty. Bad kitty. You know what mine did today? He knocked Which on. The, yours? He knocked on. Alex knocked on the door in the main house. And mm-hmm. came in and walked, turned his nose up at his breakfast, and walked into the living room and Pete on the floor. <gasps> Mom was livid. I <laughs> would be too. He got booted from the house. Yeah, I'd be
1: taking that little bird and that little stinker and rubbing his nose at it. Yeah, Bad. get
0: a hold of him. He's hard to catch, and he's all claws. You got to watch that one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Sorry. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. So hold
1: on to the wonder that those
0: books brought to our lives.
1: Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.